On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I explain why I'm accidentally pissing people off when I drive, and I share with you the three kinds of people that I think you need to surround yourself with to find success. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 72 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is a place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges. Sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. I'll be honest, this is the second time that I've hit record on this episode. I started a minute ago, uh, hit record, started doing the intro, and then an email distracted me, and you could absolutely tell from my voice that I wasn't paying attention, and so I thought, before it gets 22 minutes into this episode, and then I regret the beginning, I thought I'd restart. And so here we are. Um, It's been a busy couple of weeks, but then it always is, isn't it? Like, there has never been an episode where I hit record and say, oh, it hasn't been very busy these last few weeks, but... Uh, lots of calls, lots of meetings, uh, been back in Corby for a couple of weeks and so I've been working from home which although it was nice during the pandemic I now find a bit of a challenge uh, even though it's normally only me and Richard in the office right now because of the lockdowns and so on it's still nice to just be in the office and have the routine of waking up, driving to the office, getting in, Um, like sitting at your desk and there almost being like this physical space within which you work and when you're there it's work time. Uh, Even though the past couple of weeks have been productive, there's still that blurring of the lines, the blurring of the lines that we all came to know um, during lockdown uh, where it's like 3pm and you could probably squeeze out a couple more hours of work but you're at home and so it's easy not to and so yeah I'm looking forward to getting back to the office uh, from Monday onwards I'm going to travel over to Wales on Sunday afternoon I think. The episode with Ben last week was incredible like I said when I recorded it at the time like it was quite a departure from the normal episodes we publish right in as much as It's normally focused slightly around business and slightly around, I guess, self-improvement and all of these things. Whereas the reason I wanted to have Ben on is I discovered him on YouTube when he published his first video. And he has since gone on to get over a million views on his videos in the space of literally a few weeks. Like his channel has absolutely taken off. But it was that first video and that first story that I listened to. And it's the story that he tells in the episode from last week, if you haven't already listened to this episode number 71, uh, about the the toddler road traffic collision and how that, plus the death of his parents, plus the 19 years worth of strain of working in the police, kind of culminated in this, or call it what he called it, a mental breakdown, right? And the reason I think it's interesting isn't because uh, most of us can relate directly to what Ben was speaking about because most of us, myself included, will fortunately never have to deal with the things that we expect people like the police to deal with on our behalf. But what I found important about Ben's message is he speaks about this metaphorical backpack and the idea that every time something in your life happens, which is either significant or negative or just something that you think back to and have reflections on, 
he compares that to putting something in a backpack and if your backpack gets too full you begin to struggle with your mental health and so what i think is so interesting and so insightful from somebody who has literally gone to war in his own mind um over this stuff unfortunately come out of the other end it seems is that ben's message is essentially that we can be proactive about this stuff right there will be things inevitably in all of our lives that trip us up there will be things that we don't want to see or we don't want to hear or things that we don't want to happen or that we wish hadn't happened and all of those things inevitably on all of us have a negative and a lasting uh, impact on our mental health but I think what's so interesting about what Ben has learned through unpicking his own mind and dealing with the things that he has had to deal with in the past is that he almost suggests that there is a uh, like an emergency stop button when you feel your metaphorical backpack getting heavy when you realize that perhaps the stuff that you need to deload and perhaps the stuff that you need to speak about that just the simple act of doing that of just beginning the process of dealing with things that you perhaps have put off dealing with not only does it help you in the immediate term but it seems to delay or actually offset the really bad negative uh, effects of poor mental health like what ben spoke about so yeah just a really interesting conversation don't get me wrong i also found it massively interesting because i am a six-year-old inside and i just find the police really interesting particularly the traffic police so it was great to be able to ask ben all of those questions like i've said before but particularly the mental health piece i think is really important and so if you haven't already listened to that episode i do recommend that you go back and listen to it it's episode number 71 and actually i saw today on his instagram that ben is down in london recording for jackmates happy hour podcast i almost forgot what it's called there happy hour podcast today which is really great news right because yes a podcast like this gives ben a bit of a platform but a platform certainly no bigger than what he already has and with such a an important message but described in such a way that really connects with people because of the the intrigue behind the job that he had i think the bigger the platform that ben can have the better and so him going on to jack makes podcast recording it today i guess it'll be out in a few weeks is just really positive because jack makes podcast definitely has many multiples the number of listeners that this one does and so i'm just excited for ben to be able to uh, take advantage of that opportunity what else is new uh been to the gym quite a lot whilst in corby which is nice because you may remember a few weeks ago I said that I had been to the gym a couple of times whilst I was in Corby, but that it was essentially redundant because um, gyms in Wales at the time were closed. And so I went to the gym three times and then didn't go at all again for like three weeks. Uh, but now gyms in Wales are reopened. And so I've been trying to go three or four times a week. Uh, and it just feels good to be back. I don't know what it is about gyms after this lockdown because minus that little bit in the middle last summer. They've basically been closed for a year. And I remember certainly Pure Gym in Corby a year ago, pre-COVID, was full of like big groups of teenagers who weren't really there to work out, who didn't really care. They were just there to stand on their phones and chat and socialise in a place that played music, right, frankly. Whereas now it seems that everybody, I don't know whether they've had a health scare because of the uh, the ambient anxiety of the past year or whether they just want to better their health and better themselves but everybody there just seems to be 
switched on and in the same boat and so it's nice it's it's quite a nice environment for a gym um one which i imagine is similar to the um the community gyms that people speak about that are definitely normally missing in somewhere like pure gym so it's nice to be back and it's nice that it has improved in its uh culture for want of a better word you notice i just got distracted again during that because somebody phoned getting all of the distractions today while trying to record this um i've been doing a lot of driving whilst back in corby these last few weeks i think between driving around corby and going to see my dad um a couple of times i probably put like 200 miles on the clock in my car which would typically be a really uneventful thing to talk about but i tweeted yesterday that people are pissing me off when i drive right because i am a new driver i've had my license for less than a year and as i'm sure you know in the first two years of driving if you get six or more points you immediately lose your license right and that's obviously something i'm not trying to do and so understandably i think i would argue i follow the rules of the road i follow the speed limit and I thought that that would be a widely accepted, completely normal thing, that it's probably a good idea to drive within the speed limit. And that if somebody is driving literally at the speed limit, that didn't strike me as something to be annoyed about. But fucking hell, driving around Corby these last few weeks during rush hour, uh, at times when people are either trying to get to work or from work or doing the school run, where these people seem to lack uh, patience and time, it's mad the number of times I've been overtaken because I've been doing the speed limit. The amount of times I've been fucking shouted at or had middle-aged men wobbling their hands around in their car that I can see in the mirror because I'm driving at the speed limit. It's just fucking annoying, frankly. And it doesn't help, I have to say. It doesn't help that where I live is in a massive 20 zone that is poorly signposted. And so lots and lots and lots of people assume it's a 30, which it's not, right? So I'm doing 20 down this road yesterday. And this guy who's been behind me for a while is... um. He looks like very aggressive in the way he's shouting and wobbling his hands and so on. And he's in like a family car. And then he pulls onto his driveway inside the 20 zone. And I just think that's mad. Like surely with a car like that and a house like that at your age, you probably have young children. Surely you want people doing the speed limit on the road where they play right let's let's not connect the two but let's go back to what ben spoke about yesterday let's think about the the very tangible irreversible consequences of people driving like idiots and then this guy on his own road in a 20 zone which he must know as a 20 because he bloody lives there who probably has kids was trying to encourage me to speed up break the speed limit fly over speed bumps cut through cars all of this shit that he was really trying to do to get home quicker because he didn't leave sooner or because he wanted to get home to watch the chase four minutes earlier i just think fuck off honestly it's really annoying um god that went on didn't it but yeah i'm thinking of getting a dash cam just because not that i think that anybody will fucking plow into the back of me but I'm not about to start breaking the speed limit, certainly not within the first two years of driving, because frankly, I don't want the points, I don't want the extra cost of the insurance, and I don't want to lose my license through needless action. And so if people want to be bad drivers around me, if people want to get pissed off, then crack on, right? Nothing to do with me. Um, Recorded another episode of Undeveloped Thoughts last week, or this week, was it this week? last week i think with peter and adam i'll tell you what these last few weeks have just merged into one because i've been at home so much Uh, and that was really interesting always great to catch up with peter and adam not least because we're all on this kind of business building journey together and though it's always virtual 
you know we've never sat down the three of us in person it's always just on like a google meets call it really does just feel like an hour to kind of speak our mind share common experiences and reflect on things and what we reflect on in this episode which isn't yet out because i need to get around to editing it but it'll probably be out this weekend is our upbringings and it's really interesting because we all come from very different settings and yet we all shared uh, lots of reflections on how we were raised and how we would raise our children and so on uh, interesting dynamic because adam of course has a kid me and peter couldn't be further from having kids and so it was just interesting to hear his view as a real parent relative to ours in this kind of hypothetical world that we put ourselves into but there was a there was a reflection that came from that episode uh, which i actually wrote an email about the other day and it is this idea that there's something from the early years of my life that i think massively uh, pushed me forward and has benefited me right through until today and i somewhat blame it on the school i went to right i learned very little from a kind of formal academic point of view from going to brook weston but something i did learn is about people right there was a massive mixture of people from like very poor to very rich in that school uh, and it seemed like it was a shortcut to get to know all sorts of different people and so being surrounded by such a range of people from such a young age i think has put me relatively further ahead from a mind frame point of view than it otherwise would have been right so i'm from a small town corby and i think it's fair to say that people around here are convinced that nothing happens around here and they see something on the news that's you know somebody doing well for themselves or building a business or whatever it might be and they immediately close off that opportunity in their minds by saying oh things like that don't happen to people like us like things things like that don't happen around here no we just we just work our job and that's it right and i'm convinced not least because of that upbringing that i just spoke about that they're wrong because from a young age i've been fortunate enough to know people from all walks of life from young to old from millionaires to those who are just getting started in the world of work and those people collectively across the entire spectrum have taught me something and that is that things happen to people who make them happen right and i said in the email i said the fundamental disadvantage of being from a small town is that you're rarely exposed to people in the positions you aspire to be in and so it's easy to fall victim to the mindset of believing that things don't happen to people like us and so you compare yourself to your peers you find a comfort level that's lower than your potential and then you follow that path because it's comfortable and before you know it it's years later and it probably is then at that point too late to turn around and too late to reach your true ambitions but i believe that there's an emergency stop button in that slow tumble away from your potential and it is to surround yourself with a wider variety of people this is the point i make in the podcast and it's also the point i made in the uh, the email this idea that there are three types of people that you should surround yourself with uh, to give yourself the best chance possible from today onwards of believing that you can reach your potential and of having the support around you to do so right to feel any sort of incentive towards taking that more difficult path in life the one we just spoke about it's important to see case studies of people who have gone before you people who look like you from the place you're from with a similar upbringing who have reached that goal and you know that would have been a massive issue 30 years ago if you if you grew up 30 years ago and there was nobody around you in your immediate town or street or whatever it might be that didn't 
find themselves in the position that you aspire to be in, well, then you never had a mentor and you never had a role model and you never had somebody that you could look to and say that somebody like me can do that. But we no longer have that excuse, as you know, because the internet means that we can find role models and we can find mentors online immediately. And so it's important to find, to seek out people who are like you, who have already gone to the place that you want to go. And then the second type of person I think that you need to surround yourself with is people on the same journey as you who are at a very similar level, who are in a very similar place. Because I think I speak for anybody who's ever ran a business or tried to do anything unusual. And it's fair to say that lots of the time people don't really understand. They don't understand what you're, I don't want to say going through, that sounds like it's an emotional journey, but you know what I mean? They don't understand what you're doing, why you have to make certain decisions. And so at times it can feel tough and it can feel lonely. And so I believe that it's important that you need peers who you can relate to, who share the same ambitions as you do. Like I spoke about a minute ago, right? That that podcast session where we sit down an hour every now and then, me, Peter and Adam, for me, that's one of those outlets where I just talk to people who get it and we share ideas and we uh, yeah, we just find perspective. And then I think the third set of people that you need to surround yourself with are exactly that. People who help you find find perspective and develop your thinking more generally. Because when you surround yourself with just people who are like you, just people who come from the same place and look like you and sound like you and share the same beliefs as you, well then it's very easy to live your life in an echo chamber and to lack perspective. So I think it's also important to seek out people who, for whatever reason, you share very little in common with and to have conversations with them as well. Because I think that actively finding a mixture of all three types of those people is a really important ingredient in finding success in whatever way that means to you. And so the, the point of the email was basically that those people are out there. All three of those types of people are now available to you because of the internet. And that you should go and find them. Because, at least in my experience, they will make this journey of you trying to get to wherever it is that you want to get to uh, easier, more inspiring. You'll feel more supported. And it's just a, uh, you have no excuse, right? In this day and age of the connectivity we have, you have no excuse not to go and find those people and to go on a journey with them. And I think all that's left to say is that um, next week's episode is going to be a good one. I'm recording tomorrow with Dom McGregor. Dom was, of course, one of the two co-founders of Social Chain, a business which he and Stephen Bartlett built to a, I believe it's now a 400 million euro revenue business floated on the stock exchange and then they exited that business Uh, dom is now uh, an investor and it's got lots going on lots of interesting stories really interesting perspective on sobriety so i'm recording that episode tomorrow and that'll be out this time next week that'll also be an interesting one because stephen bartlett his friend and uh, previous business partner was announced today as the new dragon on dragon's den so it'll be interesting to speak to dom about that as well Uh, but that's everything so until then i hope you have a good week thank you as always for listening and i'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 73 of life and lessons with don mcgregor see you then
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.